I want to welcome everybody to part two of the uh, Friday Shir, the segment on Tefillah. The Tefillah series is sponsored by a friend in Los Angeles, Rabbi Sal Rose, Lilay Nishmas, Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak, Nisham Shehavan Aliyah. We're continuing in Haidu. We learned and mentioned many times that Haidu was commissioned by King David. And he hired Asaf to write a psalm, which was sung in the Beis HaMikdash every single morning, and then every evening. Part of it was sung by the Tamit Shoshachar, part of it by the Tamit Shobain Harabayim. From Haidu until Shiru Lashem Shir Chadash was by the Tamit Shoshachar. From Shiru Lashem Shir Chadash until Raimamu was the Tamit Shobain Harabayim. I'm personally bothered who decided... To, that the Chazan should say, Ki kol Why would you say that out loud? If anything, you should say out loud the end of what is said by the Tamit Shoshachar. In other words, I can understand. You say, And then, the Chazan should um, conclude, That's the end of the first segment. And if he wants to say out loud, that's the beginning of the second segment. Who decided to say that out loud? Maybe because since you're supposed to pause there, that's sort of a reminder to people to pause in the middle of that sentence, but I don't have a good answer to that. That's a, a tefillah imponderable. But now we're going to focus on uh, the main body of the Psalm that was sang every single morning in the base Hamikdash about the Tamid Shal Shachar. And um, it begins Davar Siva Laelef Dar, the matter that was commanded in the thousandth generation. Now, what does that mean, Davar Siva Laelef Dar? Because Haidu begins, Give thanks to Hashem, Kiru Vishmai, Haidu Vamam Ali Loisav, Shirulai, Zamrulai. We mentioned there are 12 different commands and the commands are offered and issued to B'nai Yaakov Bechirov, the 12 Shvatim. And last week we learned about the statement that Hashem is our a special God. In other words, everything He does in the world is for Klal Yisrael. And this matter, if we look at Maramaka number 2, was something that was commanded in the 1000th generation. What does it mean something that was commanded in the thousandth generation? Says Rashi. Rashi in uh, Divrei Hayamim, because after all, Haidu is uh, mentioned in Divrei Hayamim. Rashi says, HaToyra Asher Tziva the Torah that was commanded to be taught Ba'olam in the world, La'achar Elavdar. It was supposed to be uh, given after the thousandth generation. But God saw that there's no world that no way the world could exist without Torah. The He removed nine hundred and seventy-four generations, and He gave it instead in the twenty-sixth generation. Or another, in other words, the first pshat is God commanded the Torah. It was supposed to be given in the thousandth generation, but uh, it didn't because the world could not exist that way. However, Rashi brings the simple pshat that it could be interpreted, Kipshutai, Zachar Yisrael, 
as Brisai. Hashem remembers His covenant to Israel. Asher Tziva Vivtiach, that He commanded and promised, Lishmar Lahem, to preserve Le'elef Dar. What if for a thousand generations, in other words, God is committed to us, to for a thousand generations, to reward us for our mitzvahs. Now, very interestingly, we say, Asher Karas Avraham, with Avraham it was a sealed covenant. With Yitzchak, Yitzchak. With Yitzchak, it's a oath. Vayamidel Yaakov For Yaakov, it's a statute. Li Yisrael bris For Yisrael, it's an everlasting bris. So this de- deal is fluid. It changes. It goes from a covenant to an oath to a statute to an everlasting bris. Says the Malbam. Why Asher Kasadam Shosu Yitzchak? The answer is God made a covenant with Avraham, but He repeated it to Yitzchak. And we know when God repeats something, it has the status of a shvua. So when it says shvua, so Yitzchak is since God repeated it, it was elevated to the status of a shvua. Then by to Yaakov. He established it as a chayk and a law, meaning something that has to be fulfilled, not because he promised, but because it's a fact of life. Now we still don't know what this is a deal about, but we're learning that first God sealed the deal with Avraham, he repeated it to Yitzchak, which makes it an oath, and then when it came to Yaakov, it, it was almost as if this has to be done, not because I said or promised, but it's a chayk, it's a, it's a law of life. And then Yisrael, which is an even higher madrega than Yaakov, it became a bris oilam. What does that mean, a bris oilam? It doesn't mean everlasting. It means the whole world is dependent on it. That means, ki be'ez hisala Yisrael, she'yel teva, shem Yisrael. When Kal Yisrael were elevated to be above and beyond teva, as the name Israel indicates, Hukam bris hazeh al seder hahanhaga ashnia. That means this bris was established to be fulfilled alpi the derech of hashkacha above and beyond bris of this world. Meaning that God made that what He's going to do for us, the whole world is hinged on it. The whole existence of creation is hinged on it. That this world, the Oilam, depends on God fulfilling what He said He's going to do for us, which we still don't know what that is. And as we're going to see, you know what this bris is? That God made a deal with Abraham, elevated it to an oath to Yitzchak, established it as a fact of life to Yaakov, rendered it something that the whole world is dependent on for Klal Yisrael. The deal is... Lamar lecha etenert kenan, that the whole world is dependent on God giving us the land of Kenan. Okay. Um. We're, what we're gonna do now? We're gonna do now. We're gonna take a thirty-second break for a word from our sponsors. Just give me one second.
Okay, I'm back with you. And uh, so this this segment that is sung every single day in the base Hamikdash was uh, expressing gratitude for what the Yuvah Hashem did for us in our past of committing the land of Israel to the Jewish people. He swore to Abraham, excuse me, he made a deal with Abraham, he repeated it and it became an oath to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov it became a, a part of a fact of life, and to when Klal Yisrael reached a higher madrega, the existence of the world was dependent on it. Now, why is it called Eretz Kena'an over here? Why is it not called Eretz Yisrael? Or Bechlal, why in Tanakh is it sometimes referred to as Eretz Kena'an? I mean, we don't refer to Israel as Palestine, so why would we refer to it as Kena'an? Um, you know, like in the, in the 30s and 40s, Jews were called Palestinians. But, you know, we don't call it that anymore. So, why would we call it Kenan? So, there's a very interesting uh, approach by the author of the Merkevis HaMishnah, Rav Shloimai Mechalma. And he's going on the Haftarah of Parsha Shemais. Haba'im Yashresh Ya'akov, Yatsitsu Farach Yisrael, Umalu Pnei Tevel Tinuva. He says, this could be explained based on the Medrash, Parshas Vayeshev, in the name of the Sefer Tov Haaretz and the Zayhar. Eretz Yisrael in its state of sanctity is called Eretz Yisrael, and its state of impurity is called Canaan. Klal Yisrael is also sometimes called Yisrael and sometimes called Yaakov. When? When we're in Eretz Yisrael, we're called Yisrael. When we're in Chutz Haaretz, we're called Yaakov. This is the meaning. The Eila Shemais Bnei Yisrael Haba Mitzrayna, Mitzrayma. These are the names of the sons of Israel that are coming to Mitzrayim. Meaning, when they're coming from Eretz Yisrael, they're still Yisrael. Eis Yaakov Ishu Once they got to Mitzrayim, they're called Yaakov. This is the meaning of the what it says in Tehillim. Vayovo Yisrael Mitzrayim v'Yaakov Gar Eretz Chab. Yisrael came because. So long as he's coming, he's in Israel, he's called Yisrael. Once he gets there, he's called Yaakov. So two things. The state of Eretz Yisrael B'Kedusha is Eretz Yisrael. The state of Eretz Yisrael B'Tuma is Canaan. Klal Yisrael is called Yisrael in the land. They're called Yaakov out of the land. Says the Merkavah HaMishnah, Yisrael is a reference to Klal Yisrael with the Shechina. Yaakov is not on such a high madrega. Now we know, the Shechina does not reside on less than 600,000 Jews. Says in Merkevah's HaMishnah, with this we could explain the Psukim in Tehillim and Adivri of what we're about to say in Hoidu. We say, God promised Eretz Kenan, Leymar Lecha Etein Eretz Kenan, Chevel Nachalaschem. God promised us the land of Kenan. And The Pasuk is bothered. Why are we calling it Eretz Canaan? Why are we not calling it Eretz Yisrael? The answer is Because we're few in number. They weren't 600,000 Jews. Therefore, it's called Eretz Canaan. Namely, we know that Yaakov is the Madrig of Klai Yisrael when we don't have the Shechina. Yisrael is with the Shechina. So, Eretz Yisrael is a reference to the land with with the Rebbe presence. 
So because we were so few, therefore the land is called Eretz Canaan. Now I want to share with you two uh, very... Um, mystical perushim in these words from the Vilna Gain. The Gros says in his commentary to Devei Hayamim, L'cha etin Eretz Kenan, who's L'cha? Lamar to say L'cha to you, Amar L'cha, Hainu Eretz Yisrael Nitnu L'Avraham, L'cha etin Eretz Kenan, Chevel Nachalaschem, L'cha refers to Abraham, but the Nachala, which is Yushalayim and the Harabais and the Mikdash, it was not given to any individual. Yushalayim was given to Avraham, Harabais to Yitzchak, the Beis HaMikdash to Yaakov, and that's why it says Chevel Nachalatzchem. Eretz Yisrael was given to Abraham. The Nachala, it was divided. Yushalayim to Avraham, Harabais to Yitzchak, Beis HaMikdash to Yaakov, and that's why it says L'cha Lashon Yachid for Eretz Yisrael, then the Nachalaschem, which is Lashon Rabim, that refers to the Chevel, and that refers to Yerushalayim, the Harabais, and the Makam HaMikdash. And then the Gros says something very interesting. We know we have four legs of the Merkava. Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, and David. And connected these four great people, we were given four gifts. Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Beis HaMikdash, and in the Beis Hamikdash, there are two parts: Machen Ashchina, Machen Leviyah. Says the Gra, B'schus Ha'avayis, Hashem gave us the Mikdash and Yushalayim. Eretz Yisrael, Keneged David. This is what it means: Asher Karas Es Avraham, which will sell the Yitzchak, Vamidel Liyakov Lachoyk, Uli Yisrael Lebrisaylam. These all four. Yisrael refers to David Hamelach. He's the king over Yisrael. David Melech Yisrael. Lamar Lecha Etin Eretz Kenan. So it's like this. Asher Karsas Avraham. Ushuasali Yitzchak. Yamdali Yagel. Chagdi Yisrael Bissalam. Lamar Lecha Etin Eretz Kenan. That's David. The Chevel, which is the base Hamikdash, and it's called a Chevel, because it has three parts, because it comes from the Avais. So in other words, the Beis Hamikdash and Yerushalayim is a Chevel because it's B'schus Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Now let's see the comments of the Eitz Yosef. Very interesting uh, Perush. Again, this is sung every morning by the Tamit Shoshachar in appreciation for the Banisham giving us Eretz Yisrael. And we mentioned B'yoyzcha Mesei Mispar. God gave us Israel when we were very few in number. That's when God swore to give them Canaan, when we were very few in number. This is a very important thing. Don't say the reason why we took Israel is because we were great in number. We were very few in number in the times of Abraham. Don't say, well, at least uh, there was some type of number of Jews who took hold of Israel. No, it was 
we were basically not even there. We were so few. Kemat Vagaramba. Don't say, well, we had a, a very strong settlement and, and a claim to the land. No, when God gave it to us, we were sojourners there. And we didn't even have one set place that we went in Israel. In other words, don't think that, oh, big deal, God gave us Israel. That's where we were living, and we had so many people living there, and they had ancestral homes there. There were hardly any Jews there. And their number was so small. And we didn't have any claim anywhere. And we were on the move. And not only that, not only from one place to another under one sovereignty, we moved from one king to the other. And even so, God didn't let anyone oppress us. Like when the Mitzrim saw Sarah, and they were, the, Avram said, they're going to kill me and take you. God did not let anyone hurt us. Not only didn't God let anyone hurt us, God spoke to all the oppressors, even though they were Rishon and they didn't deserve uh, to divine communication, God rebuked them. Paroi, Avimelech, by Avram and Yitzchak, they were kings, God rebuked them. God rebuked Lavan. Lavan was also a Melech, like Chazal say, Kushan Rishasayim, Melech Aram Naharayim. God spoke to kings on our account. Paroi, Avimelech, Lavan. God took care of us. He spoke to wicked people. He, you know what he told them? Altigu b'meshichai. Don't touch my anointed ones. Who are the anointed ones? The Avais were great. They were princes, like kings. Meshuchim. Avravinu was a king. That the Medrash says all the Umayyad got together, they cut down cedar trees, they made a big platform, they put Avram on it, and they praised him and they say, you be the king. Yitzchak was a Melech, like we find in the Seder Adairais. Yaakov was a Melech. Yehuda said to Yosef, just like Paro is a Melech, and you're second to him, Dad is a Melech. God said to these kings, Uvinaviyai al Tareyu. Don't touch my anointed ones. Don't harm my prophetesses. My prophets. You know who this refers to? The Imahois. Elohimois. Says the Eitz Yosef, Ad kan hoyu oimrim betamit shoshachar. This is the end of the song they sang in the Tamit shoshachar. Al tigu b'meshichai uvenaviyai al tareo. Now, the Zoyar HaKadosh learns out a very important hashkafa. From these words, Rabbi Nasan, Rabbi Nasan said to his um, asked Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina one day. Did Elio Anavi have a son or not? That's what Rabbi Nasan asked Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Yosef Rachelina said, What are you asking me such a question? The Pasuk says, Al Tigu Al Tareu, May Al Tiru, Al Don't make yourself a friend of the great people. God selected them, separated them for his service, brought them in his Heichal. Kavachoimer, 
someone who's an angel, don't ask if Elio had a son. This is a very interesting Zayar and a very important Zayar. The Zayar is saying, don't talk about the G'dayle Yisrael as if they were your friend. Oh, uh, where does this Gadol buy his uh, cholent beans? Um, who's the Machatenister of this Gadol? Where did this Gadol... You don't... They're not your friends. You're not allowed to discuss them. Not to say anything good, bad. You're not allowed to talk about them. The leaders of the Jewish people are divinely designated to be the Oivdei Hashem. And you don't talk about them like you talk about your friends. It's not about speaking Lashon Hara. You don't speculate about them. They're not a topic of conversation like you talk about them like you talk about other people. In fact, the Ben Eshchai has a tshuva in the Rav Pa'alem, Chelek Gimel. Somebody asked him, did the Rashash have Gilu Eliyahu? You want to know my speculation about this? Says the Ben Eshchai, you have to know there's a warning, an admonition from the Zayar. We're not allowed to talk about great people based on speculative uh, theory. You can't speculate about someone like the Rashash. All I could tell you is one matter about El- uh, Gilei Eliyahu. For a person to speak to Elio, panim b'panim, like the Arizal said, that's very difficult. Even in the early generations, certainly in our generations. But you could believe that he had Gilio Elio in his Seichel, through something called his Labshus, through the, nitz- the Nitzot of Elio. But the, the point is, the Hashkafa is, Al Tigu al Tareyu. The Gedolei Yisrael, the Rabbanim, they're not our friends. We don't discuss them, we don't talk about them. Oh, you know, I saw Rabbi Minchas Pinchas, and he was buying jelly beans for his grandchildren, and he bought pink jelly. You don't talk about them. You're not allowed to talk about them. They, they have to be on a different plane in our mind. They, even though certainly whatever they accomplish is their own good uh, free will, but there's an idea, the leaders of the Jewish people are divine servants and they are untouchable. Okay. I want to share with you the comments of Rav Shimon Schwab and Rav Miller, and I'm going to wish you good Shabbos. That means every single morning in the temple, they would thank Hashem for past benefits, namely for giving us the land of Israel, and for committing to the Avais HaKtoshim through a covenant, through a Shvua, for guarding them and protecting them. However, when we talk about Eretz Yisrael, Rav Schwab says we are not talking about the state of Israel, we're talking about the land of Israel. And there's a big difference between the, the two. Says Rav Schwab, the state of Israel, we have no guarantees about. God never promised us that there would be a state of Israel. We're happy to have it. But it doesn't mean it has to exist. That is not the covenant that God made to our forefathers. There could be an enemy. And, it could, and there were. Nebuchadnezzar came and he exiled us. Oh, what happened to the state of Israel? The answer is, God never promised anything to us about the state of Israel. You'll ask, what happened to the eternal covenant? God, Asher Karas is Avraham, Nebuchadnezzar proved it's not, there's no covenant. No, he didn't. God never made a covenant that there's going to be Jewish sovereignty in Israel forever. 
No, now there is, and we hope there will be until Mashiach comes, but there are no guarantees. I heard the same thing um, in the name of David Feinstein. There are no guarantees about what is called Medina Yisrael. Throughout history, we barely had uh, sovereignty. It's only now in our century. We had it for the first time in uh, 2,000 years. The Greeks had it. The Persians had it. The Babylonians had it. The Ottoman Empire had it. The, the British Mandate had it. The Romans had it. But God promised Abraham the land of Israel. It's our land. What does that mean? It is a holy land. Yushalayim is an Iraq Kodesh. Yushalayim is the Makam where all tefillah goes up. If you plant something in Israel, every granule of soil has Kedusha, and if, therefore you have to be Mafrish, Chumas, and Maisris. That is eternal, that is everlasting. Whenever a Jew steps foot in Israel, whether today in the state of Israel, whether a hundred years ago in Palestine, whether it was under the Ottoman Empire, whether in the British Mandate, whether it was under the Babylonian rule, if you take four steps in Eretz Yisrael, you have a share in the world to come. It is always our land. Not our sovereignty. Therefore, David HaMelech says, Haydu Lashem, Kiru Bishmai. You need to proclaim this. Haydiu Ba'amem Ali Loisav. You need to proclaim that God swore that's our land. Now you need to get up in the United Nations and you need to get up in the U.S. Senate and you need to proclaim for the whole world the land of Israel is our land. Now today, nobody's going to pay any attention to you. Nobody cares what we have to say because we cannot get up and say that it is our land, but at least we need to understand ourselves and speak to our own people that the Eretz has a bris to Avraham, a choik to Yisrael, that it will ever, it will always be Eretz Chemda Tabrachava. And what is the ramification of that? You cannot say a bad word about the land. You cannot say, oh, it's so hot in this city in Israel. It's so uncomfortable. Are you allowed to talk about what some segments of Jews did that was harmful to the spiritual welfare of the Jewish people? You're allowed to say that. But you're not allowed to talk about the land. The land itself is untouchable. Another thought from Mabshwab. The Gemar and Shabbos darshan something else from this Pasuk. Al-Tigu al-Tareyo. Al-Tigu refers to Tinoikir Shabbos Rabban. Uvinviyai al-Tareyo elu chachamim. Don't harm, undermine, speak badly about the children who learn Torah and about the Tamidah chachamim. That is the drasha of the Gemara. It says Rabbi Schwab, the Tashbar are the anointed ones. The most important members of Kali Yisrael are young children that have no sin, that spend time learning Torah. They're called Meshichai because every little Talmud has the capacity to be a great God of Israel. The Tamid HaChachamim are called Nevi'im. Why are they called Nevi'im? Because they are continuing the Messiah from the father of all the Nevi'im. And they have the capacity to become a prophet. And Hashem is warning the nations of the world, don't touch them, don't harm the Tamei Chachamim or the Tashbar. So this is basically a 
statement of gratitude for the past that God throughout history saved the Jewish people in the land of Israel, rebuked kings from Esau, Lavan, Paroi, Avimelech, and his gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch for saving the Tamil Chacham in all generations, says Reb Schwab, Uvezeh Nigmar Chelek Harishan Shoshiraz David. This is the conclusion of David's song. Part 1. Shahi Oimrim Be'ez HaKravas HaKarvan Shoshachris that speaks about the past uh, benefits that God bestowed about the Jewish people. Throughout all the vicissitudes and troubles, God saved us and kept His promise to keep Israel ours. Now, says Rabbi Victor Miller, Davart Sival Elefdar. What does that mean? A word that he commanded for a thousand generations. Now, this covenant that God made with us includes many privileges, but it specifically is uh, referring to the covenant of the land. We have to remember forever the eternal kindness that he gave us the land of command, the land of Canaan. He didn't say he commanded. It's more than he said or he did. Meaning, what does it mean God commanded? Davart siva la'elef dar. That means he commanded all processes of nature and history to cooperate, that this land will be our land. Why chevel nachalaschem? Chevel implies, not just an inheritance, a destined circumstance. That the land of Canaan was destined to belong to us. Because Yaakov is Chevel Nachalasai, because we are God's destined share, because of our devotion to Hashem, so He gave us the land as our destined estate. Okay, and just a few more thoughts. God rebuked kings for their sakes. He didn't just stop the evildoers, but He demonstrated His love for us by giving prophecy to kings who are not worthy of prophecy for our sake. God even gave an animal prophecy for the sake of Israel. Like in the time of Bilam. God said, The Avos and the Banim were God's anointed ones and His prophets. No one was allowed to harm us. Now why are they called Meshichai? Meshichai means they were assigned to a great function. Just like Koresh, Meshichai doesn't mean Mashiach. It means someone who's assigned for a great function. Koy Amar Hashem Meshichai Koresh. Why is Koresh called the Mashiach? Because he was dedicated by the Rebbe Hashem for a specific function of rebuilding the second base of Mikdash. So the Avais were Meshichai. They were designated and anointed for a specific purpose. And that is, it was their chief goal and, and their mission in life to establish a nation which would know and serve Hashem. Says the Rambam in the Marnavuchim. It was the primary goal of the Avais to establish a nation that should know and serve Hashem. I know him. The Pasuk says, Ki yadativ, so that they fulfill the purpose of Amzu So since this was the chief function and purpose of the life of the Avais, they are considered Meshichim. They were anointed for this great function. Now this is a very important idea. God said, 
Don't harm my prophets. Why are the Avais called prophets? Not only because God spoke to them, but Hashem took the words of the Avais and made it prophecy. Because whatever the Avais said and did, Masay Avais Simin Labanim, their activities, their actions, their goings, their their masim were, were the physical prophecy of what would occur to us later in our history. As we know, just like the Avais Hakdoshim went from nation to nation, and Hashem didn't allow anyone to harm them, so too we wander from nation to nation. And Hashem frustrates all the plans which the nations make to destroy them. Avram went down to Mitzrayim, we went down to Mitzrayim. Paro tried to take Sarah, but was rebuked by plagues. So, Paro tried to co-opt our girls, and Hashem smote Paro with plagues. Avraham left Mitzrayim with great wealth, and was accompanied by Hagar. So, Hashem had us leave Mitzrayim with great wealth, and we were accompanied by the Erev Rav. So the actions of the Avais were literally prophecy and they were designated, anointed, that whatever they would do in life would create and portend to the subsequent history of Kal Yisrael. But Marvar Avaisai, not only are the Avais Meshichai, anointed ones, but every single Jew is a Mashiach, is anointed. We are designated for a specific function and role, namely, like the Navi Yeshaya says, Atem you are my witnesses. And we are all prophets. Why are we prophets? Because we were chosen to proclaim the word of Hashem to the whole world. So this is something that was said every single morning by the Talmud Shel Shachar. And this is something that we say every single morning, thanking Hashem for saving our Avais HaKadoshim from all challengers. And through that, that was prophecy that we too, throughout our history, are saved from all those who rise up against us. Bez Hashem, next week we'll uh, discuss the next part of Hoidu, which was what was said by the Talmud Shabbat Arbayim. I wish everyone a in Shabbos, Parshas Para, Parshas Kisisa, and almost Chodesh Nisan. Agun Shabbos.